0: what's going on everybody episode 24 of the deep shot podcast today solo dolo episode just me uh we're going to talk about the college football playoff expansion talks that are happening could be 12 teams people That's all i'm saying a little sneak preview of what i'm about to talk about uh we've got the nfl the julio jones traded that sucked but kind of a good thing who knows we'll talk about that as well aaron Rodgers didn't show up to minicamp he is doing his own thing out there. The NBA playoffs first round recap. That a little bit. Kind of did said some things right. Kind of said some things wrong. Gonna go back. Let y'all know. Uh, gave some predictions on the second round. We need the Clippers, people. We need the Clippers. Screw the Jazz and the Suns. We need the Clippers. The Braves are kind of back. They need to. They just need to get over 500 to be back. Um lot lot to get into lot to get into thank you guys so much for listening let's get into it Episode twenty-four of the Deep Shot Podcast. My name is Garrison Cookman. Thank you guys for joining once again. And it's been a while. It's been about two or three weeks. It's been a little summer break for me, but I am back. I'm ready to go solo, dolo episode today. And since the last episode happened, which was uh, May nineteenth, um, I think some ha- some things have gone down. Let's just say that the entire the f- uh, first round of the NBA playoffs happened. Um, Some highlights from that, uh, I was totally wrong in saying that the Warriors would make it regardless, and I was also totally wrong in saying that LeBron uh, would get past the first round. I've been wrong before, though. Julio was traded to the Titans this past week. We're going to talk about that. I was writing notes for this podcast um, probably around 6 or 7 o'clock today. It's 11.53 at night right now on June 9th episode will be out June 10th in the morning and I was writing how the Braves are back they're back to 500 and now they lost on a walk-off home run against a guy I don't even know his name that plays for Phillies that was actually in his first career start so they might not be back they kind of refuse to get under or over 500 anyway we'll talk about all that we've got um, some NFL stuff nba mlb all that but i do want to start off with some college football talk so if anybody knows me this is probably the most thing i'm most knowledgeable about i would say when it comes to all sports and there's new talk in the college football playoff expansion world i think the 2020 year before we get into this i just want to say i think the 2020 year was probably one of the like the biggest year of like what what is going on with these playoffs? Because, let's you know, it's been since 2014, so it's been six, seven years. I think there's seven years in the playoffs now. Um, first, I want to say it's it's way better than the BCS because the BCS with the third of the rankings being controlled by computers, obviously not fair. Blah blah blah, blah and only a national title for people. Some people don't even know that. The, like, a national title wasn't even, like, determined by... It was weird back in the day. Before BCS, it was, like, not even a thing. Like, there wasn't even a national championship game. It was just, like, a certain bowl game. Like, back in, like, the 80s and 90s, like, Georgia played in a Sugar Bowl. And they called that the national title against Notre Dame, like, back in 1980. Yeah, I know. That was the last time they won a national championship. I know. Anyway, I like the playoff. I like the way it's going, but anyway, new committee meetings are starting to happen, and there's talks on expansion, there are talks on expansion, which a lot of college football fans, including myself, including most people in the universe, um, are very for, Uh, there's a final decision, probably coming in the fall, I think the contract, they're in like year eight, so they're in eight, I think the contract lasts for 10, 12 years, I think it's twelve. Um, so another three or four years of what we have now it's like guaranteed I'm pretty sure unless some things happen within the contract who knows but there's new talks within the playoff committee and from a article that I read on yahoo.com don't remember who wrote it don't really care it seems that right now a 12 team playoff is looking like the early favorite to happen okay I I think like an 18 playoff is probably what most people were thinking are still thinking and would make sense. But I'm I'm all for more teams. And you read the article; it talks about how it's five of the it's the five conference winners, a group of five team, and then so that leaves six open spots for just the best teams. Okay, one here's what i would say and and just for people who are understanding 12 team format from what i was looking at first four teams get a bye and obviously those bottom eight play each other to go to the first four so i kind of like that work, the way that works out in a way but what i want to say is i don't think we need to rely like the whole like all five um conferences Like getting a team in, like all five being represented in the playoff. Like, I'm sure that that'll happen in like a 12 team playoff. Let's like, I'm almost 100% positive. But I don't think we need to just bank on saying let's put the five conference winners in just automatically. Um, especially if we're going to get a conference winner that's in this. This really could only happen in, I would say, like, the Pac-12 because usually, like, SEC, you're going to get a top-10 team that wins the conference because there's probably going to be three or four in it by the end of the season. Big 10, same thing. You're probably going to get at least two or three teams in the top 10. Big 12, Oklahoma is almost a lock, and if there's any team ranked above Oklahoma or better than Oklahoma, they'll probably be in the top 10. ACC, Clemson, Notre Dame should honestly just join the damn conference make things a lot easier things like that, Pac-12, who knows? We could see, like, the 25th-ranked team. Anyway, uh, the 12-team playoff does seem like something very, very fun, very fun. I've got a beef with a little bit of Booger McFarland, who has kind of hopped around what he does for ESPN. At one point, he was calling Monday Night Football Games, um, and that's that did not last long, obviously. But he had a take today on or today yesterday whenever it was on get up you know the eight o'clock espn show and he was going off on a tangent saying how quote-unquote like it's still an amateur sport um i would totally disagree to the fact at this point in college football and where we are in 2021 that college football is an amateur sport because for one they're all about to be getting paid so that rip no it's really not an amateur sport Okay, and even if it is, what what is wrong with making it better? And he was saying how things like, Oh, the you're not looking out for the players, blah blah blah. Dude This makes Look, if these kids are about to start making money, which I'm all for, don't get me wrong, I don't have a problem with it. We the fans deserve what the fans deserve. Twelve teams, it's just more money in the school's pocket, more money's in the players' pocket, more money in everyone's pocket more excitement more everything like it, it, it it's it it makes way too much sense not to do not to do so I don't really agree with Booger McFarlane there look first four teams one two three four because right now what we've got and we've seen it is teams are getting blown out and and here's an argument that if I was doing this with anyone or it could talk to anybody I can I'm sitting in my room at twelve o'clock now People would say, well, there's blowouts every year in the playoff. And I agree. But guess what? College football, like, it's it's college football. Like, they're going to be, like, the obvious three or four best teams. But if you're not giving every team an opportunity to make their run, make their case, because you never know. And, and, and the, don't I don't want to be a homer here, but I also do. Georgia got super hot with JT Daniels in a year. Finished... Eight and two, yeah, eight and two because we didn't have a tenth game against Vanderbilt. So we finished eight and two. Obviously, had a close game against Cincinnati. JT Daniel's getting hot at the right time. We're gonna see things like this. We're gonna see how good they are this year. Stuff like that. Like teams can get hot at the end. It's like the Bucks. Like the Bucks in the NFL, they were absolute like garbage. Like not garbage. Sorry, but they were not a good team early through the season. Like they were struggling. Like they were getting blown out by the Saints. Um, they lost both games against the Saints in the regular season. And then when the playoffs came around, they caught fire. Tom Brady did his thing. They didn't even have a home game until the Super Bowl. They literally didn't even have a home game until the Super Bowl. So I mean, it's it's things like that. And that can happen in football and that can happen in college football as well. George is just an example. Like there's other teams that can get hot at the right time, do the right things. And if we have 12 teams, I mean, come on. Just, like, don't be against that. Like, that that's all I have to say. Don't be against that. Don't be against that. The expansions are going to talk. Hopefully, we get a big announcement. Hopefully, it just expands. Like, who doesn't want to see more college football? Like, college football is the greatest sport on earth for so many reasons. It just seems like a pretty obvious, like, no-brainer. Like, yes, we need to do this. We need to do this. Um what I was saying about the conferences and every conference getting in just seems a little risky seems a little risky it'll probably end up happening I just I don't think it, it's a smart thing to guarantee like all five conferences and then the group of five like if the group of five is like a coastal Carolina or um, you know one of you know like a Boise State is sometimes here and there then put them in there I don't think we need but I think it, either way you're giving more teams the opportunity you're giving more excitement and and here's the thing at the end of the day the best team is going to win whether it's the one to 12 the best team in college football always wins that's that's a fact that is such a fact it's not the team who is better wins in college football all the time whoever is better that day there's upsets obviously we see fcs stuff but when it comes down to the top 12 teams, like, you have time. you have probably, Each of the teams probably going to get a week, two to prepare. Whoever is the better team is going to win, especially when it's, like, a tournament-type style. We see it all the time. like Think about every champion in the playoff. First playoff we ever saw. Ohio State at Ford. they were obviously the best team in the country, and they got hot at the right time with a third-string quarterback. Um, LSU two years ago, they were obviously the best team in the country. Clemson when they beat Alabama, they're obviously the best team in the country. Alabama when they beat Georgia, they were the best team in the country. Alabama this past year, the best team in the country. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. So it, it makes way too much sense not to do this. Expand the playoff. Let's get some excitement here in college football. All right, so that's that was what I need to say about that. Let's move on to to the NFL. Julio was traded to the Titans. Um for a second-round pick in 2022 and a fourth-round pick, whenever it was, I don't remember if it was 2022, 2023. Who knows? I don't really care. Um, it is a very, very like sad thing to see that Julio Jones is no longer in Atlanta, Jersey Ten or eleven years. Obviously, we traded up to like the sixth pick to get him. Um, he's done great. He's probably the best wide receiver, at least in this generation. Um, 300-yard game, type, I mean, all type stuff, like, was what more can you say about Julio Jones? When you look at it relatively, though, as a fan, and I was, you know, you know, you think about, oh, you only got a second-round pick. Alright, well, DeAndre Hopkins only went for a second-round pick. Who, I don't even remember what Odell went back for back in the day. Let's look at what Odell went back for back in the day. Odell Beckham trade. So here's so here's what the Giants got for a double. They got a first round pick, a looks like a third round pick, and Jerbil Peppers, and a guard. So that was a haul. Okay, what I would argue there is a little younger of a receiver. Um, I would have liked for the Falcons to maybe go get a player, but this was a big thing in like the trade was so cap space oriented and the new GM and the new coach and they're trying to build a roster around this team that has sucked Okay, we've had Julio Jones for 11 years he has done great things he has done awesome things like it's just you can't you can't emphasize that enough what I what you can't emphasize is how terrible the team has been um, since really the Super Bowl year even the next year when we went 10 and 6 even this year, yeah, we lo- we were four and twelve, but we could have closed out games. But it, it, Julio Jones does not make or break this team anymore. He only played nine games this past year. He's thirty-two years old. He's in his last year of his contract. He was probably going to walk anyway. Do I wish we got more? Yes, but at the same time, we cleared out the cap space. We can build a roster. We can make some moves. It it, it could go down as a bad trade later on. Who knows? But let's. I don't like to think that way right now um... So that's that. You got Kyle Pitts. You just drafted Kyle Pitts and go on the limb, just like everyone else, saying he's probably a future Hall of Famer. Calvin Riley's been having 1,000 yard receivings at least the last two years. I think maybe to even the last three will be okay. The Falcons will be okay when it comes to wideouts. Russell Gage is a good wide receiver. Um, it, I don't think Matt Ryan's still a good quarterback. It, it is going to be weird seeing Matt Ryan with a Julio Jones, but. You live and you learn, and I think this is something that the Falcons have to live with for right now and make moves, especially if they're going to keep Matt Ryan and try to push for something right now. You can build a roster, get some defense, do something crazy. All right, so past that, what else is going on in the NFL? Aaron Rodgers, he didn't show up to mandatory mini camps for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has been the scene of the offseason, for sure. Everybody's seen the pictures of him and his man bun. He's doing crazy stuff, hanging out with Miles Teller, doing dating hot chicks. I don't know what he's doing. But he's taking it up, and he's not showing up to the minicamp. Okay, so Jordan Love, Blake Bortles, they're out there doing the reps. Apparently not looking too great out there at quarterback. Who knows? But Aaron Rodgers didn't show up. He's got to take like a ninety-three thousand dollars fine. I was always I thought about this at one point too. I was like, man, imagine being fined ninety-three thousand dollars and just shrugging it off. Like, man, if I was if I was fined nine dollars, I'd be stressing. So good, good. I mean, I I don't know though. But the Packers like I wish I had somebody here to talk to me. But the Packers are not like. I don't think they're going to trade him. I don't think that's going to happen. So it's going to be interesting to see what goes on there. He's if he's not showing up, who knows when he'll show up? I feel like eventually he's going to show. Up. I feel like he's not going to not want to play football, but he also is giving off all these vibes in the off season and of what he's doing that he doesn't really give a fuck. So who knows? Could be interesting. All right, let's move on to NFL off season, um, NBA playoffs. So bef- last time we talked. And Caleb were talking about the Hawks and Knicks. They're about to play. Well, the Hawks beat the shit out of Knicks five games. That was easy. That was probably the easiest gentleman sweep of all time. The Hawks, like you just knew, like watching the the games, that the Hawks were just way better than Knicks. The roster was built better. The Knicks were like a gritty, like, you know, Southpaw team that really wanted to you know, and they had all the media hype and Nate McMillan had a head coach of the Hogs got fired, or not fired, got fined um, for saying things before the series that the media was going way too heavy on the Knicks, which they obviously were because they were favored to win the series and they got gentlemen swept. I mean, let's just—I mean, it was a smoke show. We the Hawks spanked them. Trey Young went off, at 30 points in all three games he played at Madison Square Garden. I mean he's a god. I mean he's really making it look like I'll get to Luke in a second. But I'm just saying that the Hawks got took care of business. It was easy. Like I said earlier, LeBron lost in six games. Ouch. Uh that was that was rough to see. I mean I'm not that big of a LeBron stan. I don't really care about LeBron that hard. Um, but for the sake of my take, sucked. Um, And I think I'm going to go off on a limb. One, LeBron's title did not count last year. I think that's fair to say um, in the bubble because after what we just saw, obviously no Anthony Davis um, for I think two games in the series, like the last two. So that doesn't help, but... sheesh like we're just—I mean, what are we doing? Like LeBron, I mean, I think age is catching up to him. I, I was always on the train that LeBron is never going to be beat. He's going to run the league until his, you know, his feet fall off and he can't play anymore. I don't know. I don't know if we're seeing another LeBron title. Especially, it just seems like the the league's caught up. Just really does. Like Devin Booker and Chris Paul taking down LeBron. Like it's also maybe LeBron fucked up going to the West. There's th- I mean, there's those types of there's those types of talks that need to be happened. Like, did he fuck up going to the West? We'll see. All right, the Clippers though, the other team in LA. They won in seven against the Mavs. They were down two o, came back, so won. What is that? Four out of the next five. They didn't win a home game. Nobody in that series won a home game until game seven, which is pretty nuts to think about. The Here's here's something that needs to be talked about. Luka still has no playoff series wins. And to be fair, they've both been against the Clippers. But Trey Young has a series win. Who won the trade? That needs to be discussed. That just needs to be discussed. As of now. As of now. Uh, some other highlights in the first round. Jazz won easy. The Bucks swept the Heat. That's another reason. Let's talk about that. The Heat made the finals last year. The finals were just frauds. The finals last year in the bubble just, was just a fraudulent final. Like we we were so caught up in Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero. Like are we real? Come on guys, come on. And the Bucks who are down 2-0 to the Nets. To be fair, the Nets are going to win the whole title. And I've said that multiple times. We pre- I predicted that on the last podcast. Nets are going to win the finals. There's I I would be super surprised if they lose more than two games along the way. They have they have to win in you know, the second round. So they have to win two more games. Then they have to win four and four. So they have to win ten more games, right? I would be I think I think I'm gonna go on a limb. Say their record's gonna be ten and two at the worst in their next. You know on their way to the title. It, it it's ridiculous, because it, whoever they play and look, I'm also gonna say this. Hawks against Philly. I know it's 1-1. I know that game two looked a little rough. So did game two against the Knicks. Got cold in the fourth quarter. Happens. We're winning both in Atlanta. And I'm going to say Hawks and six. Like, that's just my take. Like, I said that before the series started. I said even if Embiid's playing the Hawks, I think people will sleep on the Hawks. Now, DeAndre Hunter being hurt. Um, That was announced today that he's not playing for the rest of the postseason. That does, that does sting a little. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to act like um, having one of our best players out doesn't, you know, probably make a little bit of a difference. But I'm also still pretty confident in the Hawks. They won game one, they dominated game one until the fourth quarter. We're going to be in Atlanta. We're at least taking one. I think we're both going to take two. I think we're going to win this series in at least six games. Um, one more thing I wanted to point out for these playoffs, though. Seeing anyone out of the West other than the Clippers in the finals, and the Clippers are already down 1 0 to the Jazz, and I predicted the Clippers to go to the finals. If we see anybody other than the Clippers, I mean, the finals are going to suck. I mean, they're going to suck. Who wants to watch the Phoenix Suns or the Utah Jazz play in the NBA finals? This is why the NBA sucks. This is why. This is why. we're we're banking on Devin Booker or and Donovan Mitchell to be our fucking entertainment in June or what? July. I'm just not here for that. I'm really not. Like, I'm just really not here for the aspect that we're gonna. I mean, and it doesn't matter who, which one of those two teams they're in it. It doesn't matter if the Clippers make it, but the Clippers against the Nets would be ten times more entertaining, would have ten times more views, New York versus L.A. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't think it matters who plays the Nets are going to lose, but I really just don't want to see Phoenix or Utah play the Nets. I just don't. like Who, want, who the, who, no one wants to watch that. No one. That's all i got to say. That's all i got to say about that one. All right, let's talk about some MLB. The so Like I said, the notes I had wrote, um, I was about to go on a tangent about the Braves are back. And obviously, if you've listened to the past however many episodes, I go back and forth whether the Braves are back or if they're a bad baseball team. They were the, – I will say this. The pitching has got ex- – a lot better from the starting rotation. Max Freed all the way back through Smiley doing pretty well. Tucker Davidson had another good night tonight. Soroka's gone for a year. We know that. Charlie Morton, he's doing fine. but And, and it sucks that tonight on June 9th, Will Smith gave up his first blown save to some kid that I don't even know the name of. I'm not even going to look his name up. I'm not even going to look at the box score. I'm not going to do any of that brace Right one nothing bottom of the ninth two outs runner on first and this kid hits a walk off two home two run home run first first home run in his entire career that stings so I don't think they're back they were back at five hundred the brace have not been above five hundred all year they've hitten five hundred i think four times now and then they they just pfft, shit they just i mean shit their pants like it's it's truly one of the most frustrating things to watch. I will not lie. Um, some highlights, I guess. That Austin Riley is not really slowing down. I I've been on record saying that he's a very wishy-washy hitter. He goes back and forth whether he wants to be good or not. He's finally catching his right. He's the best hitter, average-wise on the team, um, best on pace percentage. Good for him. Good for him. He honestly might be an all-star if if things go the right way. Also, there's the whole uh, city of Atlanta suing the MLB for taking the all-star game out, which power move, by the way, and everyone in the city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia should be rooting for them because fuck what they did. Anyway, Acuna's tied for leading lead in home runs at 18 with Vladimir Guerrero. Um, crazy thing. I'm... Pr- Two guys that I remember watching, like in the Home Run Derby, like two years ago, both like real young in the league, um, doing their thing. That's pretty cool to see Acuna. You know, I like having I like having one of the best players in the league on the team. For Freddie Freeman, he sent two twenty four people hitting two twenty four, and it's June June 9th. And that's uh, there's a theory out there that I don't even remember who told me this. But there was a theory out there that the or the Freddie Freeman because of and I, this look I want this on record. I did not say this. This is a theory that I heard and that I have thought about since the struggles of Freddie Freeman this year. Freddie Freeman had I think two kids. Just, yeah, yeah, twins. Um and he's got a lot going on in his life and he came off a MVP season and you know maybe things aren't all the way focused on baseball. I'm not look, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying it's been said. I'm just saying it's been said. Um so who knows? Ozzy's hitting three for the Braves. But that's also because Big Bear. We have not talked, I've not talked on this podcast since the Big Bear things happened. Um, but For Big Bear, Ozuna, if people don't realize it. Um, Woo! Yeah. Last podcast I did, it was about, you and how he broke his hand. And I said that we've got to, you know, you've got to learn how to control your emotions. Um, Probably what Big Bear should have done. I'm glad I don't know how the contract works. I'm sure we can get out of paying him sixty million dollars if he goes to prison. But I'm glad we didn't give him a hundred million. If you know, that sucks. Some other high. <laughs> I don't want to dwell on that too hard, but that sucked. Um, Contreras, uh, William Contreras, the pretty much starting catcher for the Braves now that Darno's gone, or on the IL and Tyler Flowers, which. I don't remember if we we definitely talked about it on a previous pod. He retired like a week after signing with the Braves, um, but Contreras not that bit of not that great of a hitter at home, but loves the road. Before tonight's game, where he went three for four and drove in the only run, He's sent four six with four bombs and a 5.12 on base percentage on the road. Seems pretty promising, people. Prim- I mean, his brother is Wilson Contreras of the Cubs that is an absolute beast and has been doing his thing for a while. So you never know. You really do never know what you're going to get. That's what I'm saying. But uh, that's it. That's the solo, solo episode. I ran through everything we're missing. Um, we're not going on a three-week hiatus like we just did. Just wanted to catch up, get everyone back into the groove of things. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you guys very, 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 very soon.